0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, qualifying success. Where do you set the bar of success for BYU basketball in year one of the Mark Pope era?
1: And what does defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki say is the biggest strength of his boys coming out of spring ball?
0: Plus the BYU team that has the most to gain this weekend and the man who launched the legend of BYU Sports Nation karma more than five years ago. Let's
2: go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton
0: and Lauren McClain. Happy Friday. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, April 12th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the woman who once declined a date from Brad Pitt, (laughs) Lauren (laughs) McLean. You
1: know, it's a really funny story.
0: How did that conversation yeah, we, go? We
1: won't go into the details, but basically, I was like, "You're a little too old for me." There's this guy named Steve that you know he's he's frankly just better looking than you. And so. frankly,
0: before Steve, it was George Clooney, Brad. So
1: <laughs> exactly. So I mean, gotta get your priorities. You've Gotta straight. have your priorities. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it, it is a great story. There's someone watching right now that's like, "What? You really did?
0: <laughs> what were you thinking?" We'll let them think about if it really happened It was in between
1: us. the Jennifer Aniston okay. and, and right. Angelina Jolie era, but
0: eh, what do you do? We've got an A-list guest lineup today, including BYU football defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki. What's the toughest lesson he's learned in four seasons as the BYU football defensive coordinator? Plus, Skylar Halford, BYUSN karma legend on what it's like to play for Mark Pope, who was one of his assistants. That said, here are your Friday BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU baseball routes Pepperdine yesterday 13-7. Casey Jacobson leading the Batcats 3-5 for with five runs batted in, including this. 5-4. Casey Jacobson started the scoring for BYU with a home run to left field. Did he do it again? Jacobson chasing Wills back. Game two of the series tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern at Miller Park. By the way, Jacobson had one career home run coming into the game. He's a insane. senior. He hits two in the same game. Wow. It is Sandlot night at Miller Park. Remember Smalls from that movie? Uh huh. He'll be at the game signing autographs. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh no, no Are you yeah. you serious? I am dead serious. Man, I got to go. Stars of the movie in town. You can listen to the game if you're not uh, local on BYU Radio. Check it on W.TV.
1: BYU men's volleyball outside hitter Davide Gardini from Italia was named MPSF Freshman of the Year and sophomore opposite Gabi Garcia Fernandez was named to the All-MPSF First Team. The Cougars head to Palo Alto to take on the Stanford Cardinal tomorrow in the conference quarterfinal. Come on, boys.
0: You want a s'more? We got this. S'more what? S'more what? You're killing me, Smalls. (laughs) Day two of the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, underway. After day one, honorary Cougar Tony Finau tied for 20th at one under par and 2003 Masters champ Mike Weir, BYU alumnus, tied for 29th at even par. Weir is on the course right now and put up a par in the first hole. Lauren?
1: I feel so peaceful. Don't you? I do. Softball looks to extend their two-game win streak with a doubleheader against Pacific tonight. The first game begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and game two follows at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Both games can be seen on BYU TV with my man right here. The Mm -hmm. three-game series wraps up tomorrow afternoon.
0: Yep, I'll be there. I'll rise (laughs) and shout. It's time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: We talked about expectations yesterday in regard to Mark Pope and what he inherits and what he will then do with what he has inherited with this BYU basketball program in year one. Now, what we didn't get into the specifics of is what qualifies as success in the first season of the Mark Pope era. Where do you set the bar, Lauren? I mean, we could get philosophical on
1: what what defines success, right? But if we're talking numbers here, let's take a look at a couple of the previous coaches before um, Mark Pope. Roger Reed, in his first season, was twenty-one and nine. Steve Cleveland was nine and twenty-one. Dave Rose was twenty and nine. Okay. So two of those three guys hit that twenty-win mark in their first season, given. Different programs yes. that you're inheriting. Yes. Completely different programs. The college landscape is completely different for well, basketball. Steve
0: Cleveland won nine times as many games as <laughs> the uh, previous season. So,
1: Well, you notice I didn't throw that one in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. But. Nine times improvement. I'd call season one for Steve uh, a success.
1: Yes. No, I, I think so, too. And, and it's hard to define. But I think if Mark Pope can, with the loss of Yoli, maintain a 19 or 20 win season and add on to what Rose built, then I think that'll be a successful season. Also, I think keeping the current team around will be considered a success. That's going to be hard to do because it's going to be a completely different system. Brand new coaches. These guys don't know where they're going to fit in. And so I know Mark Pope wants to trend towards the team that come in as a freshman and that they stay here. And he said those are the championship teams that you see, the guys that stay together for four years. And so I think to set the bar high – And start off right. Keep the guys that are here, here. And I think that will be considered a success.
0: Most people want a bullseye. Something very specific to shoot for, right? And I think that bullseye for BYU basketball in year one under Mark Pope is the NIT. And however many wins that requires, however many big wins, important wins, league wins, whatever, if BYU can get to the NIT, get to the postseason, and we have learned That BYU basketball, if it's not the NCAA tournament or the NIT, they don't really have interest in going to some of those smaller tournaments, especially pay-for-play tournaments. The Cougars make a living getting to the postseason. Dave Rose in his first year got to the postseason. Mm -hmm. Inherited Steve Cleveland's program, which had a losing record, and then flipped it around, I think went plus 11 in the win category to get to 20. Which is incredible. And the Cougars were a six seed. Rose took his team to the NIT, so I think that is the bullseye that BYU fans and this team should look for. But Mark Pope is a dreamer, so <laughs> he's not going to stop at the NIT. No, he, just he's not going for in the NIT. Twenty wins, he will believe that his team can accomplish the best at all times, and he should.
1: So, in your mind, success is going to the postseason. Get in to the some, NIT in some capacity. Yeah,
0: and it probably is going to require twenty wins which means BYU might need to throw in a couple of, quote-unquote, cupcake cupcakes. games to try and push that number up. Uh, because if is at 20-plus wins, I find it hard to believe they won't be included in the field, at least of the NIT. Mark so. Pope
1: pretty much made it known he's not a fan of cupcakes. He's no, a fan he's of not. Cra-
0: crashing and burning or, or succeeding. hitting it out of the park. Now the thing <laughs> that is different about this first year is he inherits a schedule that's already going to be really, really hard. So he doesn't need to go out yes. and find some more because he has plenty of opportunities to hit it out of the park or crash and burn already lined up. Yeah, starting with the Maui Invitational. I mean, there, there, it's loaded. Loaded with talent in that field.
1: That'll be fun to watch. So we talked about there's a lot of ways to gauge success, and some aren't dealt in numbers. So what do you think Mark Pope will make the biggest – where do you think he'll make the biggest impact in the BYU basketball program in his first season?
0: On the surface, people will see a culture shift, just the whole energy shift back in the BYU basketball program. It's hard not to listen to him and feel like, wow, things are great. Things are better. (laughs) You know, he's an incredible salesman. Nothing's happened, but – Things are so good right now. He's the guy that can go ahead and sell ice in the middle of February and be like, this is the greatest ice ever. It will replenish your soul. You need it. It's made of holy water. Okay? Like, he, he's the guy that can sell ice in February. I need
1: that ice.
0: Exactly. Incredible recruiter because of that. I liken this to to my car buying habits, Lauren. <laughs> Which and, we know are. Yeah, okay. okay yeah. We won't go into that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's, let's Let's tackle it. Why not? So, every few years, I get the itch to buy a new car. Mm -hmm. Even if the current car I have is perfectly just fine and nice and in good shape and well maintained, and my OCD has kept it that (laughs) way, I just get the itch for something new. But I don't really fully understand what my new car can do for a while. That said, I get in and I'm like, ooh, look at all these new gadgets. Mm -hmm. Look at all the lights and the colors and the leather feels amazing. I like this car, I want it now. And so I feel like Mark Pope is the new car for BYU fans. And on the surface, we see beautiful paint, exterior, exciting. It's different. And you like all the gadgets inside, but you're not really sure what the gadgets can do. Right. And you need some time to let that acclimate in. And once you start to figure out what your car can really do, then you become an expert. So in year two behind the wheel, oh, man, you know all the shortcuts. You know how to get the most out of your automobile. So I liken it to car buying. Give Mark Pope some time, enjoy the surface, enjoy the newness of it, but be patient with really starting to see what this car can do and how it can perform a few years in.
1: Let's just hope that uh, it doesn't break down in year two, you know, because sometimes that happens. And again, BYU. This is really pretty on the outside, and then you give it a minute, and it breaks down, and it's extremely expensive.
0: Listen, BYU had had a nice Lexus. They had a nice Lexus with Dave Rose, comfortable car, plenty of space. But in comes Mark Pope and his speedy Beamer. Well, no, because... It's like, must <laughs> have the Ferrari, sports but... <laughs> car. You know, like that That's kind of what it is.
1: Yeah, and for the record, I don't think Mark Pope's going to break down. He's, he's got a great pass, a great record. He's going he's to do well. How well, we don't know. But I love I love his passion and his energy. During the press conference, I kept picturing what one of his locker room speeches is going to be like. He reminds me of Chad Lewis. The way he speaks you know in like the the motivational speeches I'm you're like yes I want to play for you I want to play for this guy and actually his voice kind of sounds like Tom Homo as I was listening to him I'm like no wonder why these guys loved Mark Pope it's it's him it's their child he's a competitor
0: at in his soul he is just the deepest of competitors
1: he is so I I think the biggest impact he's going to make is in recruiting okay possibly more options overseas he's going to throw out the net to the high recruits of the church's faith. And I think because of all those things we just mentioned, because of his energy and his his ability to reach people, I think he's going to be very successful in recruiting. And sometimes all it takes is is one Jimmer. In basketball, you don't have very many players. Sometimes it takes one really good, one or two really good recruits, one Jimmer, one Jabari, one Sabonis, you know, if we're talking overseas. To make the difference in a season.
0: Unfortunately, and, at BYU, those jimmers come around about once every thirty years. Yes, Danny Ainge and Jimmer, right? It's but true, who but, knows?
1: But you never know. Exactly, who knows? With with Mark Pope, it could happen. It could happen more often. Nate Austin told the Des News, "I like this." He said players have commented on how P- Pope makes them feel like they can
0: do anything. Like I said, he's they a, will run he's, through a brick a wall believer. for this guy. His so, faith and his energy. So you like recruiting and how like it recruiting. will impact in year number one. Wow. He's, I mean, he's got to go to work for sure. And, and the recruiting bit can deal with his current players, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, so. He's
0: got to recruit his own players. He definitely does. I just like the overall energy that he will bring. I think that is the most noticeable thing that all of us will see is yeah, just I think so too. the energy kind of infused into the program. Got a new car. Give it some time to really learn all the details. And
1: whether the recruiting happens this year or not, I think people are going to see him. You know, I mean, the word's going to get out there, so maybe he's not going to get recruits for this season. But people are going to see him, and he's going to put it out there. He's going to win over parents, players, fans, and the reach is going to be a little wider, I think.
0: BYU basketball has certainly gained a lot this week with the new addition of their head coach, Mark Pope. There are several other BYU teams competing this weekend, making us wonder... Well, what do they have to gain? And which of them, if they win, has the most to gain? For example, BYU men's volleyball. Oh, for California on the road, they are at Stanford in the MPSF quarterfinals. Big-time matchup if they want to extend their season. We had Sean Olmstead in studio yesterday to talk about that. BYU baseball in second place of the West Coast Conference in game two of their series with Pepperdine they could use a sweep this season to really start to feel good about making the West Coast Conference Tournament. And we all know what BYU women's softball is about. They win conference championships. If they stumble, however, LMU is lurking. So BYU needs to take care of business against the likes of Pacific today. Track and field also competing. We'll get into all the details of the other teams in the whip as well. Lauren. Everything I just presented you, which BYU team, in your opinion, has the most to gain this weekend?
1: I'm going with BYU men's volleyball. And I, and I know you can argue that, oh, they're at the end of their season. They kind of struggled maybe. Almost like BYU basketball, like just cut it off and, and wait till next year. But I'm invested in this team. I've been covering this team all season. And so I you're have, saying you're biased. I'm not biased because I love baseball and I love softball. But <laughs> I'm invested in this, this men's volleyball team because I've, I've seen what they've been through. They've had a lot of setbacks with injuries. They're a really young team. They lost their starting setter and had to start a freshman. That second outside hitter position has had a lot of injuries, a lot of under performances, and so they've switched that around just a ton. So I just just love that they're going to be on a big stage. This could be season-ending for them, but it's also a good opportunity to prove what they can do and what they can be. They beat UCLA at home. They beat Pepperdine at home. They beat Stanford at home. And it's it's different because it's home mm-hmm. than on the road. But I, I think they have it within them to be a very good team. They're just not super consistent. So I think even for building for next year, yeah. it'll be good to go get this win because they've only had one win on the road.
0: There is something to be said about winning a conference match on the road because that has not happened. Yeah, they won on the road, but it wasn't in the MPSF. Right. They have really, really struggled, especially in close games down the stretch. This is tournament play. It matters a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You better believe that BYU is thinking about the fact that they haven't beaten anybody in conference or in the federation on the road. They can change that rhetoric. So, yes, there is something to gain mentally. And it's not just about this year or this game. If BYU beats Stanford, this is something to look back on and say, hey, in a high-pressure situation, you put out all the noise of not beating anybody in conference, and you went and you won a tournament game at Stanford. So, yes, there is something to gain there mentally. And it can be advantageous. That said, I feel like BYU baseball, in the grand scheme of where they are in their season and what's going on with their team, they have the most to gain because they've already surpassed a mark of last season in the win-loss category. And we'll get into the details of that uh, a little bit later. But they're rolling. If they can handle Pepperdine, which is a good RPI team, number 59, BYU's RPI is 36, and the Cougars can get to 11-4 and four with a sweep, and be 25-8 and by the end of this weekend. Now we're talking about national prominence, rankings, and BYU could put themselves in position to be one of those at-large NCAA tournament teams, which is unheard of lately in the West Coast Conference. Their RPI is really good right now. It'll only get better by taking care of Pepperdine, and thus they position for big-time things in their postseason.
1: This is a fun team to watch, too. There's so much offense on this team. You mentioned it was three and a half hours, but how many? It was 20, 20 hits?
0: 20 hits, a season-high 13, 13 runs. runs. against a That's pitcher. Watch. Against a pitcher in Pepperdine that was giving up less than three runs a game. Mm-hmm. He gave up 10 earned runs against BYU. Check that, 11. It was crazy last night. So there you go. There you go. BYU basketball we mentioned. They picked up a lot with Mark Pope. But the question now is, what will qualify as a successful first season with the new coaching change? Time to hear from you. Let's go to Voice of the Nation.
2: This is the Voice of the Nation
0: on BYU Sports Nation. At B-Royal Blue Coogan on Twitter. Says no bad losses for BYU basketball. Solidly in the top three of the West Coast Conference, one to three seed in the NIT or any seed in the NCAA tournament. All things within reach. Of the team, if they can play their game, Mark needs to make that happen. Now, I'm a little bit hesitant and a little afraid of this ambition right here, because if there's anything I understand, it's that you need to be patient when there is Mm. a coaching change. Right. And it might not end up even in the NIT, but I'm not going to look at that and say, failure. (laughs) You have to be patient with these type of things. It's really hard to come in and just pick up and be amazing.
1: And, and the new coach has got to take, they have to take a few risks as well. You know, so no bad losses. It might happen. He's going to learn. He's going to learn some learn. hard lessons. Yes. Okay. Well, coming up, MMA aficionado and current BYU football defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, will join us in studio.
0: Who's his favorite for the Masters? Because he is also a golfer. i sure it might tell you. Where is his BOA football defense the strongest right now? All discussed next. This is BOA Sports Nation.
3: I'm Julie Rose. Next week on Top of Mind, we'll meet a former dentist who now searches library archives all over the country
1: looking for evidence of the sugar industry's secret efforts to get us all hooked. And the truth about gunfighter Wild Bill Hickok is just as amazing as all the tall tales. Also, coders practically run the world these days. What runs them? We'll explore the culture of coding. That's next week on Top of Mind, weekday mornings and evenings
0: on BYU Radio.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans
3: everywhere.
1: The BYU softball team plays a doubleheader tonight against the Pacific Tigers starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and game two follows at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Both will air live on BYU TV.
0: What are you doing on your Friday night? Oh, nothing? Then I fully anticipate you'll be watching BYU softball. (laughs) I will be sorely disappointed to learn if you are not watching BYU softball.
1: How could you not want to listen to this voice for hours? Oh, oh,
0: Lauren, we want want people to watch. Don't don't focus on that. That's Focus on the product on the field. <laughs> Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Lauren McClain. Don't call her Franka McClain. Call her <laughs> Lauren McClain. I've learned this the hard way.
1: That Our was question, not by my request. I know, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Our question of the day. What will qualify as a successful first season in the Mark Pope era? Cougar 86 on Twitter. One win versus Gonzaga and two versus St. Mary's in the regular oh. season and finished with 21 wins. That's very specific. People, people, <laughs> I love your ambition. Like, I, I need to put on these blue goggles because I feel a high amount of stress right now reading that uh, tweet. Let me help you. Oh, okay, breathe in. It's going to be all right. These are the easygoing blue goggles. BYU to beat Gonzaga. That's, we're talking about a team that's projected as a three-seed in the NCAA tournament and will be a heavy favorite to win the WCC. St. Mary's is a projected seven-seed and another top 25 team. Like, give Mark Pope some time. You don't need to drive your car 150 miles an hour day two. Okay? <laughs> Just calm down. You keep going back right. to this car analogy. I love it. Hashtag BYUSN. You know what's going to make me feel better? Thinking about how much closer we are to BYU football.
2: Countdown to the youths.
0: In case you were wondering, 139 days away from BYU, hosting Utah at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to open up the 2019 college football season. And with that, we welcome in BYU football defensive coordinator, former MMA star, all-around good guy, Eli E. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Good to see you guys. How does that sound
1: when someone says former MMA star? That how does sounds, it feel sounds funny.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know about star, former MMA crash dummy. I don't know about any of all that other how stuff. how you get
0: some big wins in the octagon, man. The footage is out there on the interwebs.
1: <laughs> You're never going to get away from that. <laughs> you
0: know, just embrace it, man. Yeah. Embrace it. Um, so we've been talking about the Mark Pope turnover with BOA basketball, the new coach. You recently went through this with Kalani Satake, brand new staff. It's a lot to take on and manage expectations in year one. And you're, I mean, it is just like drinking water from a fire hose almost. What advice would you give to Mark Pope and his staff as they come in and, and inherit a team that does have high expectations?
3: My question is, what advice does he have for me? I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's, got, he's got more experience and, uh, you know, especially just from, kind of from his vantage point and, and where he's at. I mean, that's, that's a guy that's got a lot uh, um, just that he's responsible for, but a guy that obviously we fully trust is uh, Cougar Nation to come and take over the reins and do some g- great things for us. So we're excited as well on the football side of it to just see all the changes and uh, and just the uh, improvements that that are going to happen.
0: What's the hardest part of the transition?
3: You know, it's it's hard to put your finger on one thing. There's there's 50 million different things and a lot of things that uh, <clears throat> that uh, you don't really you know discuss in public and and uh, Uh, so many intricate parts of a program when it comes to just personalities. And at least with football, we have 123 kids and different personalities. But it's not just that. I mean, a coaching staff, you know, coaching staff and different personalities that goes into um, (coughs) decisions being made and, and, uh, you know, the the type of head coach that you have and how he wants things done and and, uh, just kind of, you know, I I guess a lot like a marriage when you first get, I mean, me and my wife first got married. It was kind of like, all right, this, this is great. I'm I'm learning all this stuff. I was like, I didn't know that about you. (laughs) Right. It was just like, I didn't know you were like this. (laughs) And she's saying the same thing about me, you know? And so it's just, it's a lot like that with the staff as well as just the team, kind of everybody getting to know each other and, and uh, you know, focus on strengths and build and, you know, glue and, and mesh together. I mean, it just, it just takes time to do that.
1: You're headed into your fourth season as defensive coordinator. That's pretty crazy. That's gone by really fast. Yeah, I don't know no, about for you, but it, it, it feels for me, it's fast. gone by yeah, fast. You guys just got into spring ball. What would you say is one of the biggest improvements you saw in the defense in spring?
3: You know, I thought the um, the the question the question going in was really just the health of the DBs. The youth of the backers, and then just kind of keeping the D line healthy. I think the D line is going to be good. I think that we have a lot of good good guys coming back with uh, with game experience. Um, but uh, you know, I, I thought that uh, there are certain backers that we think we're we're really counting on took a step forward, and and guys that I think are gonna are gonna be good players for us here in the near future.
0: When you think about the BoA football defensive line, Kyra Stonga comes to mind because he's a force. But Bracken Backery also comes to mind, not just because he works hard, but because his personality is a force. How would you define Bracken Backery for somebody who hasn't met him?
3: You know, it's interesting. So we just had exit <laughs> interviews. Right. And I don't know the Bracken that everybody else knows. Right. Because in in uh, in our meetings and just the way that he is, it's kind of like I mean, he's just staring <laughs> right through you. Right. Like just trying to get information and it's kind of like not even flinching. And so then, when I hear about uh, just kind of how how much of a character he is, and and just how funny he is, I'm just like, I don't I don't see that part because to me, I'm just like. I want to look away. Like, this, uh, this guy's about to burn my eyes out looking at me, you know? There's lasers kind of, right there. Yeah. I, and so I was talking to him about that in our exit interviews, and, you know, he kind of just shrugged his shoulders, chuckling a little bit, but he was just really engaged and, like, intense in, in just our conversation. Yeah, that's great, Coach. Tell me how I could be better. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it went, right? It's kind of like, yeah, so what do I need to do?
1: <laughs> a lot but, of the players uh, talk about how, how you have one of the best sense of humors on the coaching staff. Mm. So if it's not Brackenell Bakery, who would you say has the biggest personality on the defense that you've seen?
3: Ooh, now that Corbin's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a new man in town. God, I'd, I'd have to think about that for a second. There's, uh, there's a lot of guys that are just, you know, Lorenzo Falata, at least in our room, is is a big personality. He's a guy that um, is always kind of at the center of attention and doesn't mind it. <laughs> um, but he's he's, he's, a, he's a great personality. and. A lot of people probably don't see that just because you know, he, he. I don't know. I don't know how he is in his interviews and in public, but he's he's funny.
1: We gotta get him on more.
3: Lauren
0: just mentioned uh, you're moving into season four, and you've had some really high highs and some understandable lows. What's been the toughest lesson that you have learned in your four seasons, or coming up on fourth season, of being the defensive coordinator?
3: Uh, depth matters <laughs> when you're playing a a, a, a schedule that. Is just taxing, and and uh, I mean, and 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 you know that you already know that coming in, you know that from past experiences from other places, but just um, you know here, depth matters, but all, but also just the that uh, conviction changes the way that you recruit and changes the way that you uh, recruit preferred walk-ons, as we talked about in during signing day and all that stuff, and getting kids that you think can come in and and be a guy that you think you're stealing. You know uh, as a preferred walk-on and possibly put him on scholarship, but a guy that adds depth Um, Whereas you know before not that it was a bad thing But I just don't think that we were able to get as deep in the way that uh, it was before it's so hard to get into 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 school And uh, for us to step in as a football program and say hey, this is a guy that we have interest in and we're gonna flag um, You know, we don't we can't do that with you know everybody and so and but also a um, uh, uh, student athlete has got to reach a certain mark before we even step in and say, "Hey, we we'd actually like to tag this guy as as a, a possible perspective as far as just our us being interested to get him into school." And so, we've done that more uh, in the in the last uh, year. That we have in the past before is just kind of like okay whoever shows up we'll put them through tryouts and then we'll take whoever we think you know can play but but the truth is it's just uh you've got to be a little bit more selective and targeted in the way that you're getting walk-ons because i think that's where you really build your depth and and byu um has been a program that's that's uh, done really well with walk-ons you know and just so many names that we can go through that's just guys that showed up and walked on and and made name for themselves and even ended up in the nfl and so we've got to be we've got to be good and and uh selective about the way that we do things with walk-ons and colin done a really good job with that
1: when you look at the depth and and walk-ons and all these other things that you mentioned what would you say is the greatest strength of the byu defense headed into this season
3: yeah i think uh i think the d line is is uh, probably going to be the strength um and it's just attributed to just the, the players that we have. And we've got great depth there. We've got I'm talking about walk ons that are coming in and contributing. I mean Bracken El Backery was a walk on that we've put on scholarship that is a guy that will definitely play and, and uh you know, he's he started uh, half of last year and so um there there's a lot of there's a lot of players that D line that have that have um had some time um playing and and uh are were expected to come in with their their experience and do well for us.
0: 139 days away from BYU matching up with Utah. And this weekend at the FitCon, rivalry boxing matches will take place with some BYU alumni. Brian Keel and Riley Nelson matched up against some former Utah guys. Are you going to be in the corner? So, so
3: who are they fighting? I, I was always I interested. I kind of so heard So Riley
0: that, but... Nelson is, is fighting Andy Phillips.
3: Okay, oh. the kicker.
0: Okay. Andy, and then... Andy's
3: uh, yeah. I, I don't, and I... No Riley, just uh, in past we don't know each other as well. Obviously, I was there when Andy was there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that'll that'll be a good one. That'll be interesting. Okay,
0: and then Brian kills matched up with Boo Anderson.
3: Oh yeah, okay. I was there when Boo was there as well. So <laughs> yeah, well right on. That'll what are you, be
0: fun. What are you saying to those guys if you're the coach in the corner before they go into a high intensity situation like that?
3: <laughs> Poise. <laughs> First thing to go is your legs because you're so tired and yes. and and just uh, amped up, and then all of a sudden. You look over at the ref and the time and twenty seconds has passed and you're like, Holy I mean, I I've got so much more time to go, you know what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm gassed.
0: Yeah, Brian, out. Brian Kiel told us that earlier this week. He said the first time I like sparred high speed, full intensity, yeah. like we're thirty seconds into the one minute round and I'm like, I'm done.
3: Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. And 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 that's sparring. Oh. And when you're talking about in a real fight, it's times ten. I mean, just the intensity and everything it's it's up there. So you gotta you gotta control your heart rate and just you know, have some poise when you're out there.
0: All right. Get the man in the corner. Let him coach him up. Let's go. <laughs> He's great to have Back you, to man. the fetal
2: position. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Keep your hands up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> the man of many talents. Uh,
0: great stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks, Coach. All right, thank you, guys. All
1: right. Coming up, former BYU basketball guard Skylar Halford is in studio right now.
0: If you don't know the legend of the BYU Sports Nation karma and when it really became a legend, then you're going to need to stick around for this. He played for Mark Pope as well. What's it like to play for that coach even though he was an assistant? This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: Your smartphone is a miracle. It gives you access to every episode of all your favorite BYU radio shows anytime, anywhere. Oh yeah. Simply download the BYU Radio app. It's free. 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 0 dollars. Gratis. The app connects you with our entire extensive show archive, and it also lets you listen to our live stream so you can stay current. All of that important information, all of that quality companionship, right here on BYU Radio.
1: BYU Baseball takes on the Pepperdine Waves once again tonight in Miller Park at 8 p.m. Eastern Time here at live on BYU Radio with Greg Rebell on the call.
0: Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. If you missed the headlines off the top of the show, good news, because here they come again. Speaking of BYU baseball, Lauren, the Batcats route Pepperdine in game one of a three-game weekend set yesterday, 13-7. Casey Jacobson leading the Batcats. The senior third baseman went 3-for-5 five with five runs batted in. He had five runs batted in all of last season. Like, for the entire season, he did it in one game last night. (laughs) Two home runs as well. Game two of the series tonight, 8 Eastern at Miller Park. It's Sandlot Night. Stars of the movie, including Smalls, in town. Again, you can listen to the game on BYU Radio. And that brings us to our stat of the day, Lauren.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
0: I don't know how you feel about this, my friend, but BYU baseball has scored 30 runs over the last two games. Where does that (laughs) register on your scale of awesome?
1: Very, very okay. awesome because yeah. baseball can be slow, and that is not slow baseball. That's a lot of offense right there. I love it.
0: Now, baseball, yeah, typically can be considered a slow sport. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you have 20 hits and – 13 runs, the game gets a little long, but it is <laughs> fun true. to watch, right? But it is
1: way more fun to watch. Good grief. BYU men's volleyball outside hitter Davide Gardini was named MPSF freshman of the year, and sophomore opposite Gabby Garcia Fernandez was named to the all-MPSF first team. The Cougars head to Palo Alto to take on the Stanford Cardinal tomorrow in the conference quarterfinal.
0: Day two of the Masters in Augusta, Georgia underway. After day one, honorary Cougar Tony Finau tied for 20th at 1 under par and 2003 Masters champion Mark Mike Weir is on the course right now tied for 42nd at 1 over par. Good luck to the Cougs. That All gets right. me
1: every time Spencer thank you. Softball looks to extend their two game win streak with a double header against Pacific tonight the first game begins at 7pm Eastern time and game 2 follows at 9pm Eastern time. Both games can be seen on BYU TV. The three game series wraps up tomorrow afternoon.
0: Joining us now in Studio B on this Friday is BYU basketball alumnus, sharpshooter, great guy, relatively new father, at least seven months into it now, <laughs> Skylar <laughs> Halford. Skyler, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much. Always good to be here. It's yep. been a long time. You've had some uh, <clears throat> iconic moments in this studio.
2: Uh, shearing Jerem's head. <laughs> yes. Yes, that, that will oh. never be forgotten, which I think we are sorry about that, by the way. I actually was thinking about that because I knew you would ask me that on the way over here. And I was like, you know what? I was watching some previous BYU Sports Nations and Jerem's hairstyles have changed throughout <laughs> the years. Have they not? Oh, they. Have. Totally, he, he's yeah. gotten better. But I yes. think the key point of his changes was that shape. It was like <laughs> total rebirth. And then it just went uphill from there. I, I, that's what I was thinking on the way over here. I was like, that's one of the highlights that yeah. I have had. Hey, fair that point. Sh- that shave.
1: I love that that's the one thing you were thinking about on the way here.
2: <laughs> Jerem's hair. Yeah. He's not here to it's defend important. himself, but whatever. A you total know, rebirth. total <laughs> rebirth of <laughs> Jerem's
1: hair. Ah, yeah. good stuff. Uh, go. Mark
2: Pope is the new
0: head basketball coach at BYU. When you heard the official news for the first time, what was the first thing that went through your mind?
2: I was ecstatic. I think I texted my family. I think... Uh, I just was trying to spread the good news because that's what it was to me. It was like they got the right guy there were don't get me wrong there were a ton of great candidates for that job um, i'm i'm a little biased because he was my coach, one of them when I was here and uh, I was just really excited, really really excited when they when that announcement was made.
1: When you look at this year's roster, Yoli's not coming back next year, but what are your realistic expectations for mark pope's first season?
2: Absolutely. I, you know, with, with any coach coming into a program in their first season, a lot of times it's rebuilding or resetting. I'd like to think that Coach Pope has an idea of already what's kind of going on. He's been near the program just across the city, you know, in Orem and with UVU, but he was here before. So I think he has that leg up on it. So I don't think we'll see as much of a rebuilding. I would – I think everybody is hoping they get to the NCAA tournament. I think that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on him in that first year. But I don't think that that's – with what he could bring in and with Yoli going out. But I think he could bring in some weapons that could help him get there. See, for me – I guess I'm just going to manage my expectations
0: because that's the key to happiness in life, right? <laughs> I, I don't expect a lot, and then when it's uh, met and exceeded, you, you feel, feel amazing, really good. right? <laughs> so I've kind of put the bar of success at if BYU gets to the NIT in year number one, which is what they did— uh, with Dave Rose, they went from a team that won nine games and struggled, and then Dave Rose takes over, new energy, new excitement, new yeah, offense. They got thing. to the NIT, and I was like, "Wow, that was that was awesome." I, right. I feel like if they get to the NIT, that that's that's a good enough step for me, in my my opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, it's one up from last year, and so it's an improvement. Um, I, I totally agree with you. If they were to make it to the playoffs and get there, that would be a, a great season for them. Um, One thing that I think is interesting about Coach Pope is the fact like one thing I learned from him is he said he would always say that the game of basketball, it um, exposes you, you know, into your weaknesses. And one thing that I think we'll find out that he won't be afraid of is exposing those weaknesses. And if we see in the early going rough times like maybe I could see people oh this was a terrible move this is a bad thing but I think coach Pope is ready to dive in with no fear exposing those weaknesses so they can then capitalize on those and make them strength so I'm excited to see that process happen which I think they'll go through but um, I think they'll end up on top in the end
1: I like that you mentioned he has no fear because he does come across as very fearless he has tons of passion he's very gregarious oh yes when when you played for him how does that come across in practice, and in the locker room?
2: Um, as a player, he would – I remember him coming to me specifically one time and just saying, Sky, we need the energy to be up in the gym today. You can feel it. It needs to be up. And you could. And he's that type of guy that brings that energy every day. And, and he, he really uh, requires you to bring that energy. Like He keeps you accountable for it. And so I think that'll be that'll be really good for them moving forward.
0: Skylar Halford with us on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball alumnus, still has a deadly three point shot. It's still there, man. It's <laughs> still there. It won't ever go away. You and Jeff Judkins, man, you'll be I mean oh, shooting lights out to the oh, day man. you die. What advice would you give to current players like TJ Hawes, Connor Harding, Gavin Baxter, Zach Selis, among others, as they welcome a new coach and there's a little bit of uncertainty.
2: Yeah, right. With any uh, anything in life, the best advice I can give somebody for change or things that they ultimately don't have control over is focus on the things you do have control over. And, you know, they didn't have control ultimately whether, you know, Tom Homo was going to hire Mark Pope or any of the other coaches that were up for it. But I think they need to just have a mindset as I'm going to control what I can control. I'm going to make myself the best possible player I can be and work on individually preparing themselves for next season and then letting coach come in. And that, that relationship will just kind of naturally flow. You can't force any relationship at, at a quick pace where it's just all right. of a sudden we're glued and we're best buddies and we see eye to eye. It's just, I mean, it's natural with any relationship that you have with somebody. So my best advice for them would just be to control what you can control, um, playing-wise, conversation-wise that you have with Coach Pope or anybody else, and then, and then move forward, try and progress. There's
0: only one relationship I know that gelled from hour number one, minute number one, and that was Skyler's relationship with his wife, Leslie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've and oh it's still gosh. going strong. <laughs> it's super easy, child right? child later. <laughs> oh, boy. It takes time and effort, baby. But, man, I love that woman. She's awesome. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, let's uh, go
0: into—I know Throwback Thursday was yesterday, but— uh, mm. I, I want to extend it into this Friday. The Karma Rewind, when you joined us in the early days of BYU Sports Nation on radio. Once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so remember what happened ago. moments later? Oh,
2: essentially, Skyler. How could I forget? What was it? 28 points, 20? first career start, San Diego at home. <laughs> Should I say more? I mean, I think I still remember it. I may go back and watch highlights every now oh, and then. Oh, watching highlights now on the BYU TV side. Oh, gosh. And then, yes, we had met in studio before that and. Oh. The karma began, my oh, friend. Oh, goodness. That's kind of when it hit legendary status. I think so. I think it was kind of like, oh, let's dabble in this karma for a minute. Uh, and then I feel proud to say maybe that I capitalized on it a little bit. <laughs> people people <laughs> on and Twitter the next
0: day were like, okay, so this karma thing might actually have some validity. His <laughs> ears perked up a little bit.
2: Skylar <laughs> Halford went for 28 points. But there were multiple times after that that I remember... Karma, it was real. It really yeah. happened yes. to multiple other people that yes. coming onto the show. I love it. I don't know if it's still. Jeremy strong, Spencer but...
1: really believe in it. They really do. I do. Are
0: you, are you a believer? Too. We I'm need to get those believer. signs in our house like with Santa Claus. Like <laughs> yes, I'm are you a believer. We're like BYU sports nation karma believer signs. <laughs> Skyler's face on it. Just everybody <laughs> right. holding him up, smiling. Yes, <laughs> yes. N- oh, that'd new be promo. Awesome. Sky, uh, we need you to sign our Sailor Cook flag, man. Oh, please. Yeah. We want me. we want I'd your autograph. To. Let's give you some karma for life and for okay. parenting and for all of that please. stuff. Yes, or, and for rec ball and church ball. Whatever. Every every
2: other ball that comes. Out yes.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Sky. Coming up, what would you consider a successful first season for Mark Pope?
0: Skyler Halford just gave us his response. Where do you set the bar? Dive into your answers right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: Friday afternoon
1: on Top of Mind, the history of baseball in 10 pitches. The fastball is the best pitch in the game, but the best stories belong to the splitter, screwball, knuckleball, and spitball. Before that last one was banned, pitchers literally stood on the mound, slobbering on the ball to make it harder to hit. Baseball pitches and the players who made them famous. Friday afternoon on Top of Mind, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on BYU Radio.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Tune in tomorrow for more BYU baseball as the Cougars take on the Pepperdine Waves. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on
0: BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a very happy Friday. Our question of the day, what will qualify as a successful first season in the Mark Pope era of BYU basketball? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. All right, Lauren, you want it? There we go. There this we is go. The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At baller underscore jay-z and on Twitter, a successful season is winning over the team and keeping all of BYU's key starters and players. Also being top four in the West Coast Conference and keeping competitive in the conference with a chance to at least make the NIT. I'm excited to see him help us score 100 points in the Marriott Center and bring energy. <laughs> well, the first part of that was very realistic. Yeah. And they can, no, they can score 100 yeah, points because uh, he did it. His UVU team did his it. His UVU, well, 114. 114. So, yeah, no, that's all <sighs> realistic. I'm, this is actually, I can get in line with this tweet from at baller underscore Jay-Z.
1: That was a terrible day that somehow got a little brighter now that Mark Pope is here. Well, yeah. You know?
0: Yes. He, he joked to us yesterday. He's like, hey, you didn't have me on the show after uh, we beat BYU. <laughs> He's like, it's probably a good thing. I would have gotten myself in trouble. Could have ruined my potential uh, hiring at BYU. <laughs>
1: no kidding.
0: All right. Stephen Lutz says, what on Facebook, Lauren?
1: Let's be realistic. New coach rebuilding the team, new recruiting, 15 wins, and some hard-nosed, relentless determination will be a three, five, three to five more wins. Whoa. An invitation to the big dance. Whoa! The first year would be a miracle. The WCC doesn't get three invites to the dance. No one is going to lay down and give BYU their spots. You either have to win the conference or have 25 wins for an invite
0: so three to five more wins given what BYU did last year would be 22 to 24 right in that NIT range yeah BYU finishes in the top four of the West Coast Conference and has 20 wins and are even if they're like a seven or an eight seed in the NIT great it's some postseason is better than no postseason just ask the football team how they felt when the bowl game streak ended and then getting back to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl and watching what Zach Wilson did how great did that right. feel?
1: How much that meant to them.
0: Absolutely. And if
1: Mark Pope can do that in his first season with almost the exact same roster minus the biggest star. Sure. Man, he's he's on a good path. He's on a good path.
0: Now, I do have a note on Mark Pope and some things that have come about because he is the head coach. And we tend to kind of run away and have fun. And we're big on headlines. And obviously, we like to have a good time on this show. But we should say that... There is no intent to ever offend anyone in relation to Coach Pope and his last name and certainly Pope Francis and the Catholic Church. And sometimes, yeah, sports can become a little bit flippant and a mm-hmm. little bit insensitive. So that said, never our intention to offend anybody that is associated uh, with the Catholic Church and relations at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and Uh, President Russell and Nelson has with Pope Francis and the grounds that they they have made in their relations. So uh, we extend an apology if uh, we did offend anyone. Um, It is duly noted. We will continue to have a good time and uh, rein it in. Keep it sure. uh, within the bounds, but we appreciate <laughs> you sticking with us on BYU Sports Nation. We have a loaded whip round coming up. Lauren, in fact, I think you should tell us what we're going to see after the whip.
1: Well, coming up, we'll hit you with our Ryzen shout outs for the day, which are riveting.
0: Uh, you don't want to miss these. <laughs> Trust me. There is an elite tweet from a notable media personality <laughs> in regard to a Utah fan. Okay? Love it. Plus, second round update from the Masters. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: You can spend a lot of time on social media and never really gain anything. So true. Spend your daily social media minutes with BYU Radio and see messages that actually entertain, inspire, and uplift. Follow us on
3: Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for insightful quotes from our talk shows, entertaining media clips, announcements about upcoming shows, and even photos of our show hosts.
0: Do they really have faces for radio? (laughs) Find
3: the links to our social media on
0: byuradio.org. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on a Friday. Shout out to today's guests, BYU football defensive coordinator Elias Tuiaki, why you need him in your corner if you're going into the ring. <laughs> and Skylar Halford on why Jerem Jordan's hair has progressively gotten better since he sheared it off in Studio B.
1: Oh, that was one of my favorite things. If you miss any of today's show, download the podcast or get the show on demand with the BYU TV or BYU radio app. Let's whip it.
2: Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Baseball.
1: BYU baseball routed Pepperdine yesterday 13-7. to 7. Casey Jacobson led the backcats going 3-5 for five with 5 RBI. Game 2 of the series tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time at Miller Park. Sandlot night. Stars of the movie In Town. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. Smalls, you're killing me, Smalls. Mm-hmm. He will be there.
0: Volleyball. BYU men's volleyball. Outside hitter Davide Gardini. Named MPSF Freshman of the Year. Sophomore opposite Gabby Garcia Fernandez. Named to the all-MPSF first team. The Cougars in Palo Alto. Or is it Stanford? Because Stanford wants you to call it Stanford, California. No. Taking on the Cardinal tomorrow in a conference quarterfinal. Cougars in the
2: PGA.
1: Day two of the Masters in Augusta, Georgia, underway after day one. Honorary Kruger, Tony Now I'm not as good as that, come on, tied for 20th and one under par. And 2003 Masters champ Mike Weir is on the course right now and is currently tied for 50th and two over par.
0: Softball. BYU softball. I feel like I'm talking so loudly now that (laughs) I'm following up golf. BYU softball. Nope, got to do it loud. Nope. Extend their two game win streak, hoping to extend their two game win streak, I should say, with a doubleheader against Pacific tonight. West Coast Conference Weekend Series. First game, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Game two follows at approximately 9 Eastern. You can watch it on BYU TV. Three game series wraps up tomorrow afternoon. Tennis.
1: Number 38, Men's Tennis plays at LMU today at 4 p.m. Eastern time and at Pepperdine tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern time. The men have won 14 of their last 15 mm. matches. That's phenomenal. Women's Tennis hosts LMU today at 2 p.m. Eastern time and Pepperdine tomorrow at the same time. Maybe
0: it's tennis that has the most to gain, Lauren. Track I and know. Field. Men's and women's track and field competing all over the country this weekend, including at the... UCSD Triton Invitational in San Diego and the Aggie Invitational in Logan. Who got to go to San Diego and who had to go to Logan? (laughs) Seriously. San Diego, please. Men's golf plays today
1: and tomorrow in Phoenix as part of the ASU Thunderbird Invitational.
2: Soccer.
0: Women's soccer in their spring schedule hosting Colorado tomorrow at 8 Eastern and will follow by hosting Dixie State at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Mountain on Southfield. A back-to-back for the ladies.
1: Hockey. Six BYU hockey players were chosen to represent the Western Division on an all-star team. Jacob Eisenstadt, Chase Christensen, Tegan Pitcher, CJ Koslett, Ashton Shimbashi, and Jared Manzella all flew to Philadelphia yesterday morning and will compete against teams from across the nation. Shout out to Harrison Collier and his
0: love Mm -hmm. for hockey. Mm -hmm.
2: Cougars overseas.
0: Elijah Bryant scoring 21 points in 34 minutes yesterday in an Elliott loss to Maccabi T.A. (laughs)
1: Cougars in the minors.
0: Colton Shaver went two for four with an
1: RBI for the Fayetteville Woodpeckers in a win over the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. I love those names.
0: Colton Mahoney threw three scoreless innings with two strikeouts and a 4-3 loss against the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Taylor Cole pitched one inning, giving up one run and recording a save for the Salt Lake Bees in a win over the Fresno Grizzlies.
0: Today's rise and shout-outs now. For me, mine goes to Lauren Franklin McLean. Oh, Or just Lauren McLean, who is nearing a very big day in her life. (laughs) A baby will be Ah, with you next week, most likely. So this is our last opportunity to hang out before uh, you get to experience a new wonderful chapter of your life.
1: That's right. I appreciate that shout-out. My goodness. Yeah, it's... uh... Things are about to get real
0: yeah, for the Yeah, uh, hey, I'm home. just glad you made it through the show. <laughs> I know, me too.
1: <laughs> All right, well, not as cool, but my Rise and shout out goes to Stuart Mandel. He's the editor-in-chief for The Atlantic. He has 191,000 followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. He commented on the hiring of Nevada's new head coach, Steve Alford, and a Ute fan tweeted at him saying, Are there any coaching hires you do like, Negative Nancy? He responded with, I like BYUs a lot. Yeah, Stuart. Oh,
0: got get him. It. Get it. Got him. Our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years. What will qualify as success in Mark Pope's first season? Skylar Beltran on Instagram says, regardless of who the coach is or what season it is, a successful year is making the tournament. But what tournament? NIT count? I think it should.
1: Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
0: For Lauren, I am Spencer. Shout out to Rex Lee and the Rex Lee Run, which goes down tomorrow morning. Great effort. We'll see you tonight for softball. Go Cougs.
1: Killing me, Smalls.